And welcome to the Thunder Rooster Podcast. My name is Ron. And I'm Paul. And today we're going to be tackling a subject that uh, involves a book that was written back in the 40s, I want to say? 1949. In 1949. Uh, so it's basically going to be over the book 1984 by George Orwell. Mm-hmm. Which isn't his actual name, but mm. I don't have it in front of me nope. right now, so I can't say what it is. <laughs> so nope. I shouldn't even have brought it up. It's okay. But um, before we get into that, we have a winner on our- Winner, winner, chicken dinner. We have a winner on our uh ghost. I'm really happy yes. about that. Uh, we had a few submissions for names, and they're all pretty decent. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm going to have to say the name of this guy right here is going to be, drumroll please, Booster. Booster! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> nah, thanks, uh, Manny. We'll be sending you out a shirt your way, buddy. Yes, indeed. Thank you again, bud. Uh, yeah, looking forward to doing many more paranormal episodes. They're just fun, you know. You kind of get i I kind of understand the uh, having fun of getting scared. I guess you know. I didn't understand it for the longest time. Nope, I'm still scared shitless, but I still keep coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's intriguing, I guess. <laughs> Don't forget to uh, subscribe to yes. our channel, like our videos, and. If you're an Apple user, head on to over to uh, Apple Podcasts and rate and leave a review for us. That would mean the world to us, and that's the only way we can grow our channel. And uh, just tell your friends about us. Works for us. You want to go ahead and kind of give us a little rundown on the book 1984? Sure, but we're but what we're gonna do too is. Our episode is not going to be all about 1984. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's been a long week. The snow got to him. Oh, fucking A. He hit it. It is snowing today. Woke up this morning. Mind you, we've had really awesome temperatures for the past, like, week and a half. Yeah. And I opened the door this morning. Old man. (laughs) Bless you. Excuse me. Old man winter. Gotcha. I opened the door this morning. Took a step outside, saw that there was snow everywhere, and the first things that came out of my mouth in the morning was, fuck you, Ohio. (laughs) I'm just, I'm done with snow for the year, all right? That's not how it works, man. You get your last blast right around here, maybe May, hell, maybe July, for all we know. Good Lord. But, yeah, so maybe this was the last one that's past us. Yeah, hopefully. So move forward off of that. Fingers crossed. So, as I was saying, yes, um, we are going to discuss some of 1984, but we are going to discuss about what the umbrella means. Yeah. In a sense. So, first off, as my friend said about George Orwell in 1984, here's the book. And what I will say, and this is my opinion, this is the most important book of your life. If you have read it or haven't, it can be kind of interesting, a little bit boring, but this is today. This is 2021 right here. Yes, it is uh, definitely scary that something that was wrote, you know, late 40s, yep. early 50 kind of area 
how much of it can be related to what's going on today. Of course. It's almost as if the powers that be decided to use it as a freaking manual. <laughs> like, what to do? Pretty much. It, yeah. You could probably say that, yeah. So this book is, is it's a sci-fi novel, Yeah, is the first indication. So I'm not going to go into super detail, but mm-hmm. just the idea of what we are discussing is that this is takes place in, in 1984 where their civilization uh, the civilization has been damaged okay by world war uh civil conflict uh, and revolution the civilization civil conflict revolution and world war okay. civilization so, okay of 1984 gotcha and basically under these conditions it's a totalitarian state right so what that means, basically, in a nutshell, is that this one unified power or government, if you will, mm. basically is controlling the the ideas of their citizens. Right. So they are called the party. How original, right? <laughs> and basically to purge out anyone who does not follow with the belief of the party. Yeah. What does that sound like today? <laughs> And it's and it's used through different mediums, but they mention what is called the thought police. Yeah. And these are obviously officers in the super state of Oceana. And just to kind of c- confirm what that actually means is they had options of, you know, they had uh, a telescreen where they could look at you and see what was going on out in, in their you know, in the battlefield or in their any type of building, they were monitored twenty four seven with recording equipment, mm-hmm. and even to the point that they would even try to get the thought police to in, insist on if if the person had like a negative connotation or a thought to what was going on, they would try to take that out on that person. Yeah. Meaning, like a good example of what I'm trying to explain is there's a movie called Minority Report that had Tom Cruise in it. Yeah, and it was basically where they kind of were judge and jury and and basically had, a, you know, a court hearing before something even happened. Mm-hmm. But they could see into the future. That's a little different. But the party was more concerned about trying to keep their citizens in line. Yeah. Follow suit, right. which we're kind of get a lot at this point. So so the information that comes out on there is it's, you know, you have this unified party or this one person overlooking everything is the big brother or you might have heard the saying big brother is watching right you know the eye in the sky the surveillance state so all these things that came about in this novel are coinciding with today it's so interesting how something that far back you know they're talking about tv screens on the wall yeah and, you know, back then they had TVs that were in gigantic boxes that sure. weighed a thousand pounds. hundred percent. Yeah. And just so much of that book just, it predicts so much of what we're going through right now. Right. And it's crazy. I mean, I didn't even, me personally, I didn't make it through the entire book because it was fucking oh, it's, depressing. <laughs> it's depressing. It is kind of, there's a couple parts in it that stagger, like some books. Yeah. The movie is even worse. <laughs> I mean, I watched that in 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 school, and it and it dragged. It was an older movie. It dragged. Not really the greatest acting, but the whole idea behind it is terrifying. Yeah, truthfully terrifying. Now, 
1984, obviously the whole term Big Brother comes about, surveillance state. Um, do you kind of recall, like, because we kind of really didn't mention this, but did you have any, did you have any thought or notion of something to this extent? Like, what was the first thing you might have saw or watched? But basically the same thing. The first thing you saw or read, maybe, that had to do with this idealism of complete control? Like a tyrannical government type situation? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mostly it was like, um, I guess when I got into the conspiracy world is really where that started to shine. You know, mm-hmm. my first documentary thing I ever watched was called Two Cents, or it was either called, no, Loose Change. Okay. That's what it was called. Sure. I don't know why I get that mixed up all the time but yeah loose change was the first thing and of course that's a a documentary over the 9-11 attack and you know there was a lot of stuff involved in that that definitely raised a bunch of questions in my mind so that you know part of their reasoning behind it being like i guess you say an inside job is you know that kind of control and mm-hmm. that ty- tyrannical tyrannical government type situation so that was really my first kind of uh introduction into that kind of side and you never thought about any of that kind of thing beforehand you were like yep, I had no yep. didn't even think that you yeah. know what you were told is the truth and we'll just live by that right mm-hmm. but i'll be i'll be honest with you the morning i saw you know that the the towers got hit well i should say later that day because i didn't even know what the twin towers were right um that day until I found out later on the news, but just seeing what, it, what was going on that morning, I, I was like, buildings don't fall down like that. Like, and this was before, like before any of the, you know, documentaries or anything that came out after. Yeah. I was literally in my sophomore year of high school when this happened, I'm watching this. I was like, I wonder why they, demolished the building aren't there still a lot of people down there <laughs> <You know? laughs> but anyways uh that that was my first introduction mm-hmm. into that world and then it kind of spiraled even further along um probably about 10 years later but when i watched zeitgeist uh that that is a documentary that tackles like three or four major things <laughs> just take you down a rabbit hole each way. You got to be careful with some of the conspiracy theory Abs- stuff. Absolutely. Because again, a, we want to stay on. <laughs> we don't get shut <laughs> off. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is all allegedly. These are all things that have come about. Allegedly. allegedly. But Zeitgeist was one for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go into that in the next break if you want, but, the, the first thing, so since we are going to talk about Zeitgeist, we'll do that next break. Yeah. So the first one for me was, uh, as some of you may know, I uh, went to college for journalism. My first journalism class I ever took, without knowing anything about news, I ended up, uh, my professor had us watch uh, this documentary called Outfoxed. And it is on YouTube. And you can also buy it uh, or rent it. Um. It's basically now looking back at it from, it came out in 2004, but looking now and seeing it, it's basically, it's basically a slander piece. Yeah. Okay. The show is called Outfoxed. At the time, Rufer Murdoch was, and still is a very rich and powerful, successful b- businessman. 
he had a lot of television stations. He had um, radio stations, newspapers, all of everything. So what this the documentary entailed was you had a lot of former employees, uh, either of their organization or other news outlets, that made a lot of complaints as far as how the news was being reported. See, I just thought in this sense that you would have a news director, you'd have your anchors, you'd have your field reporters, and you meet every morning, and you talk about what's going to be the topic of the day. Oh, no, you can't do that because everybody's doing that. Now that we have over 100 gazillion different news agencies all clamoring for the same spotlight. <laughs> right. You can't be having the same thing on every channel. No. So it was like, okay, I get that. And then what I started to see was there were these little excerpts from different news articles. And it was the way that the stories were being addressed. Like, just as a side example, like during kind of like the, when we kind of had the the war going on, it was like, connotate, was this a sharpshooter or a sniper? Because those are two totally different meanings for those. Which one would be more objective where it wouldn't be as fear-mongering as the other? Oh, yeah. I guess you could say the trigger words, right. you know. Right. So it was not only that, then it was even the press memos that former employees, you know, protected their identity with their, you know, their vocal changes and, and say, this is what the, you know, this is what the, the memo was every morning. This is what we were going to cover. And then really, if anybody questioned it, they were out. Mm-hmm. So it was their way or the highway. Right. But in the same time, I mean, you know, there were a lot of very, um, rambunctious characters at the network i mean i'm not gonna lie bill o'reilly was one of them (laughs) but you could see like just for the idea he had a guest on and he wouldn't even let him get a word in and he literally just called him he said well you're coming up with these ideas that this happened to 9-11 but you're wrong and shut up and you shouldn't be here yeah but yet his whole point was to have a conversation to have actually a news segment obviously they were disgusted with the ideas of that they labeled the news network fair and balanced Mm -hmm. when in theory it was one-sided but i got news for you ladies and gentlemen even though that came out so long ago you could look at every news network and there is going to be favoritism to a certain party or candidate Mm -hmm. and it does not matter it's not going to change because lobbyists take care of their own and those are the things that happen so my mind was completely blown away with the fact that because I didn't care about any news organizations. I was like, yeah, I want to get into news. So like here we're talking about Fox, but it was everybody like from MSNBC, CNN, ABC, they, and they were all coming down on them. Whereas yeah. I'm sure if they made another documentary about CNN or whatever, other networks would come back on them. Yeah. So it's just a revolving door. But yeah. it, it was just really crazy to see like these are stories that you'd want to hear about. They said, well, yeah, we can maybe fluff these pieces but then we need to stay to the core like we need to be on the war we need to be on bush and everything has to be to this message right it's interesting how the media is rolled out and stuff like that and how we consume media you know you had newspapers you had tv you had radio at at one point and it was all owned by like six different companies (laughs) you know it's like how are you getting fair and balanced when it's basically the same it's, people it's a monopoly controlling the narrative right. and stuff and that was a lot of stuff i had found out you know the there's a netflix documentary out called the social dilemma mm-hmm. and it goes through this kind of thing you know they, they they manipulate the way they do algorithms and such and get us to to basically 
just feed off of each other's negativity just to draw us in more. So they're tr- now trying to to draw in as much people, um, just their intention span. How can we keep people on their phone looking all the time kind of thing? Welcome back. Welcome back. Just want to wrap up my thoughts. Yes. We got briefly cut off there. But um, so what I was basically saying is in a, uh, I want to say an unconscious way, Mm -hmm. you know, social media is kind of controlling us. You know, basically the the psychology of everyone is being controlled by what they're pushing online. It's scary. They can just control the narrative of everything. And, and just saying, well, we don't like your viewpoint. And then they shut it down. Yeah, exactly. And if you have too many strikes against you, then you're going to get banned. Yeah. Something needs to be done about that. I mean, that's too much power. Obviously. Power corrupts. Absolutely. Absolutely corrupts. <laughs> so as we were just, before we came to the break, um, we were talking about the zeitgeist. Yep. So... You had mentioned that. Yeah, that was outside of me watching Out Fox. That was the first one. And then once I kind of watched that, I was like a little curious on how everything else kind of goes about. And one day I just kind of came across Zeitgeist, the movie, had no idea what it was about. Started watching it. And it blew me away. Yeah. It blew me away. That opened my eyes to what con- considers conspiracy of anything that happened. Mm-hmm. From the point of money equals debt, debt equals money. Just these ideologies. It's just, you know, even the banking system, I mean, was like, oh, yeah, here, you put money in a bank. And then what do they do? They turn around, they invest your money into something else. And it's just right the on and on and on and on. The thing that blew my mind about the bank thing is like they take what money you have in the bank and then they time that by like 10. Yeah. And then that's the amount that they're allowed to loan out. Yeah. And it's like, that's money out of thin air right there. I mean, I get how things work, but I mean. Kind of what we're doing now, right? Yeah. Two trillion here, three trillion there. Yeah. How how, how are we as a society ever going to pay back that loan? We won't. I think it's going to take some kind of like great reset or something where they just flat out one day and be like, all right. Everything's going back to zero. I mean, is that what we're about to walk into? You said the Great Reset, Ron. I mean, yeah. I'm at more or less the debt section. <laughs> the debt section, right? There's no way any of that will ever no. get paid back. No, no, no. And not so, a chance. But that was just like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, yeah. didn't make me think about that ever. And again, for what it's worth, it's a documentary. It's basically a documentary commentary. And just going off of that, yeah, there's things people do not agree about this. Yeah. They will fight you to the end yeah well basically every conspiracy theory (laughs) (laughs) right that's the bad thing too is like the conspiracy theory or conspiracy theorists has has such a negative connotation to it because like they paint that like anytime you hear conspiracy theory you automatically think oh that's crazy ideas Mm -hmm. or that's a crazy person you know conspiracy in and of itself is not bad i mean look what happened to us Getting the country the way it is now, forming an America, 
you know, that was a conspiracy. Conspiracy happens. I mean, and look the at fact that we point this stuff out. Hundred percent. Not to interject that, but just like think of the fact that look at tabloid papers. Yeah. Tabloid papers have had a resurgence for years. I was like, oh no, these they're telling lies. Uh, within the last ten years or so, they've been getting it right <laughs> over regular news outlets. That's what's creepy sometimes. I couldn't tell you the last. I could time tell you. I, I mean, I'm I've just, I've come across <laughs> things, but go on. The last you know time I, mean? I looked like, at tabloid stuff, it, oh, don't say like Elvis has been cited. Okay, I was gonna say the Bat Boy thing was always <laughs> something that caught my eye on the cover. Bat Boy has been cited, <laughs> right? That's fun. But it's but that's just that's creepy because you'd be like, oh, this is the National Enquirer that these these fluff pieces they're just it's just all a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Well, yeah. no, sometimes they get it right. Well, I mean, like Alex Jones. I mean, I don't care for the, for the dude that much. Like, I haven't listened to him for years. But <laughs> man, he he doesn't have to yell at me. Like, I'll listen to what he's got to say. But yeah. everything's got to be talked to you like this, Ron. <laughs> Let me tell you yeah. right now. Yeah. No, uh, on a serious note, though, I mean, the thing that scares me the most about Alex Jones is the fact that he gets a lot of stuff right. And he talks about some really crazy crap. And it's one of these days, it's going to be one of those really crazy things that's going to end up being right. I mean, it's really scary. I mean, there's no, I mean, like Jeffrey Epstein, for example. Right. He didn't kill himself. But, you know, Alex Jones was talking about Epstein and Bill Clinton and all that shit 10 years ago before this stuff started. Before this up. all blew up. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Like a long, I remember long time hearing ago. About it. Yep. You know, I heard the term, the whole Lolita Express, <laughs> you know, at least 12, 15 years ago. I mean,. Jeffrey Epstein is a perfect example of the whole conspiracy thing. I mean, he obviously was in the pockets of some very high powered people. And, and he, he made a lot of it. and he made a lot of money conning people too. Yeah. Fruit fruit for thought. Yeah. But no, good good point. <laughs> Straight from the back. Straight. But then going back to Zeitgeist, it was like the banking system. Mm-hmm. Then it's then they went into the idea of 9-11. And what really made me think, again, I I cannot, you know, this is our opinions, guys. But when I watched a section of it, I think it was the second part of the documentary, and they were talking about the way the buildings came down. I was like, okay, interesting. I'm like, well, steel, like a plane of this magnitude shouldn't be able to just melt to the ground. You know what I mean? It hits where it's supposed to. It shouldn't be. But then they started having some other experts from demolitions. They started showing actual demolition buildings going down. Mm-hmm. And they were going down the same way the towers went down. Yeah. So then that makes me think and go, wow, that's really effed up if that was to be the truth. Mm-hmm. But as we had saw, it's like, you know, the trade centers were those are toughest buildings in America. I mean, yeah. for everything. But it's like it just was the idea of, wow. One or two people were like, yeah, I work in controlled demolition, and this is a classic textbook demolition (laughs) case. It wasn't one or two people. There's a (laughs) whole, like, list of all kinds of different people from different professions that will say, yeah, that's bullshit. (laughs) Even to the point of, like, the planes and stuff flying, like, for example, um, 
you know, you got the crash that went down in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a plane doesn't just evaporate and there's only little bitty pieces here and there. Oh, but you can find passports, you know, and stuff like that. But I was told the plane that that came from PA mm-hmm. that actually flew over our school. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't. People well, told it's me possible. About it. Apparently, yeah, the because it's right. Yeah, there is one conspiracy theory that uh, the plane, one of the planes that hit the tower, uh, actually landed in Cleveland. They trafficked off into like I guess where the NASA area mm-hmm. part is, right. unloaded the people, killed them there. Apparently, I don't know. Some of it gets crazy, obviously, but use your discernment, right? But, yeah, there's all kinds of little things here and there. Then all of a sudden, the, there's even people, which I think is probably controlled opposition or something. Or maybe it's just people just trying to be like, no, I have the answer. <laughs> but, I mean, the whole thing of saying, like, the planes really didn't hit the tower. It was all TV effects, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no. Now, here's the thing with the Pentagon. I lived in D.C. for a while. There's so many cameras on the Pentagon, around the Pentagon, everything. Like, the Pentagon itself is decked out in cameras. Mm-hmm. Even it being in 2001, they still had decent cameras. The only bit that you've ever seen of anything hitting the Pentagon is one or two frames. Yep. And the first frame looks like a point on the end of it, and then all of a sudden you see an explosion. All right. They legit went and combed the entire area of the Pentagon like it was a crime scene right after it happened. Like, they're trying to pick up every little bit of piece of stuff that they can. Why would you do that? And why isn't there any video of a plane hitting the Pentagon? It's because a plane didn't hit the Pentagon. Now, what I think they might have done... Because you don't hear, no, you don't even hear people say, I I'm not saw just, the plane. I'm not disagreeing with you one bit as I'm chuckling at her, but I'm like, that's how crazy that is. Well, I, my theory is, is especially at that Because I've never Bruh. seen anything outside of the frames that you just mentioned. Yeah. yeah. The Predator drones. Yeah. They are massive. Yep. All it would take is that somebody to paint a Predator drone to look like an airliner and fly that thing in there. Or attach like a missile to it or something. Because, I mean, if you watch that, you're going to see that there's so many details that are just completely thrown off to the side. Well, that doesn't make sense. If if that hole is only this size, there's no way a big plane can go. But what did? <laughs> it did. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll have a 9-11 episode eventually. Mm-hmm. It's just a huge chunk. It's- and we like to try and keep it light here. This yeah, is not. This is this is serious shit, guys. Yeah, this is not a doom and gloom podcast by no. any means. But <laughs> I mean, you got to talk about this stuff sometimes. Yeah. But I don't know. Nine Eleven's always been a little fucking pain in my ass. You know, and it, and it was with that, and and it was you know Fahrenheit nine eleven. It was like that whole other side. You know, that yeah. was portrayal. You know what was said too. So it's like it was just was alarming because that was in michael moore's documentary that they they had the bin ladens on a plane Mm -hmm. to safety yeah that took a lot of time to digest my thoughts on the whole thing is if 9-11 was not an inside job Mm -hmm. it was at least allowed to happen 
And I, I that's that's my conclusion over the right. whole thing. I agree. It's just I can't fathom a country doing that to their own people, but at the same time, you had the government itself like Project Northwoods. Mm-hmm. You know, they had planned to try and like down passenger planes just to get into a war with Cuba. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibilities when you have actual documents showing that they were planning to do harm to their own people just to get into a war. Because wars are profitable, Ron. Yeah. And there, something else Zeitgeist also points mm-hmm. out is the fact that every major war we've had, the bankers have been funding both sides. Wouldn't that be a little bit of a conflict con- That is definitely of a conflict of interest. Yeah. Hands down. I mean, it doesn't... Because they don't lose, they win. Yeah, they win regardless. It's like the house wins. Yeah, that's the thing with this kind of subject. We can go down so many, so many pipelines. Yep, pipelines. Mm -hmm. Like I just all of a sudden want to go on a tangent about (laughs) international banks. Like, why the fuck do we have? Oh no! (laughs) Seriously, it's like JFK. He even said, "Why do we have the IRS?" I think we should all just band together as a country, tell the international banking system to go fuck itself, and we all just make one of our own. Our Reset own, everything back to zero. Our, our our own unified currency. We make the decision. <laughs> sure, why not? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not qualified for that. But Can't I'm just saying it, what we the current model we have will right. not last. And all it's, it all it is is the it's the monopoly guy. He is just buying up every property he can and making all the money, and everybody else is just peons. <laughs> You know, and then we had we have sense of unity amidst nine eleven, the coming together. Then it's like this is the idea of the nineteen eighty four state with the advancement of technology mm-hmm. and security. There's also a loss of privacy. Way to tie it back in, Paul. But yeah, seriously, the surveillance system, Big Brother. I mean, we had whistleblowers. It was conspiracy theory all up until Snowden decided to go rogue and whistleblow i mean everybody thought people who were talking about this were straight up nut jobs but all of a sudden snowden yeah he blows the whistle on it it's a hundred percent true and he's now an enemy of the state even though they try and be like we need whistleblowers to come forth and we're gonna praise them what whistleblower that has come out in the past decade has been off the hook you know I, I don't understand this whole point of like, no, we need that to happen. But as soon as it does, like, no, nah. nope, they can't find no quarter here. I just uh, pisses I, me off. I just never understood the, I mean, I, I get the one side where the government felt that that was a threat to national security. But at the same time, they're sitting there lying to our faces. You People are sitting getting, are getting, you know, their rights are being infringed upon, their conversations, everything, just in the midst to try to fight terrorism. But at the end of the day, it's they're spying on everyone. Yeah. And no one wants that. People, if you ask people individually, it's like, how would you feel? Oh, I got nothing to hide. Well, that's fine. But what if something comes about that it was a complete misunderstanding mm-hmm. and they break in your house yeah. you know, to arrest you for something you didn't do? Yeah, exactly. That or you say the wrong thing in your own house and all of a sudden you're getting investigated by the Secret Service or something like that. That's that's, 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 fucked that's up, where dude. we're headed. It's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it's fucking crazy. My thing of it is, is like this kind of thing happened in World War II with the SS mm-hmm. and the Nazi party. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it wasn't to this scale because no, they didn't but have it's that also technology. probably happened to several other regimes amongst different countries. It's just how it goes. But yeah, it was just the knowledge and information of all your citizens is very important. And now we have social media, and that can be. We can do the whole puppeteering thing with social media. Remember, because before any of the social media came about, it was like you'd rely on your your you know your newspaper or your local news or your national news on TV. Mm-hmm. Now the message gets brought so quickly, within seconds. Yeah, you know, one post to TikTok or YouTube video. I mean, boom! It's everyone can get it. Yeah. So information travels so quickly. Right. That yeah. is just it's mind boggling. All this stuff's mind-numbing sometimes. It but is. at the same it's, time, if you just shut yourself off to it, you're just opening yourself up to get victimized by this kind of thing. It really is. I mean... Right, but at the, but the in the end, like, so all like all the things that we have, yeah. you know what I mean? Was it for the benefit of security or convenience? We all got smartphones. A lot of us have smartwatches. Mm-hmm. Amazon Echo, we use Surrey, la-da-da. All that, but at the same time, it's a service for convenience. But on the back end, they can listen to your conversation or see what you're doing. To some people, that is not a concern. Yeah. But to others, they will, well, my rights are infringed upon. You shouldn't be able to bother me or disturb me if I'm not doing anything illegal. So why are you in there? Yeah. It's a tough question. It's a tough question to answer. There's a famous quote by Thomas Jefferson, I think, that uh, somebody who sacrifices freedom for safety deserves none. Neither, or, I probably just butchered that. Whole thing. Sounded pretty good to me. <laughs> if that is the case, but, but I mean, sacrificing your freedom for safety, I mean, you don't deserve any of that if you're trying to do that. And but but we all thought, hey, we're you know the Patriot Act, we're gonna you know. When you go to the airport, you're going to do this, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. It's a sense of security and safety for you. Yeah. And can inconvenience you on the side, but the inconvenience is for your safety. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Social, uh, we'll just have to we'll just have to let that marinate and let it be bygones be bygones because again, this is one of those questions. Yeah. We're just we don't know the answer. We just want to inform and hopefully on the same time be successful in what's about to come down because <laughs> we don't know, my friend. We're going to take a quick yes. break. We'll be right back and hopefully uh, pull us out of this bummer of a conversation. All right, we're back. Welcome back, guys. Wanna start us off real quick by correcting a mistake I made. <laughs> it was not Thomas just, just, just a little mistake, Ron. It was not Thomas Jefferson who said that. It was Benjamin Franklin. And the exact quote is those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Ouch. And it's true. Yeah. The amount Truth of hurts. stuff that we've given up since 9-11 happened is beyond ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't even travel the right way now. And I mean, how much has that actually helped us? 
I mean, I've heard the statistics before and it's not anything. How much money have we poured into this? You know, I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but what we're going to do is we are going to get us out of the funk of this conversation. We have the, we have the funny answer. And we're going to go into our three shots at funny. Do it! <laughs> yes. Every time. Every time. All right, so the first video that we have here is brought to you by my beautiful wife, Jessica. And uh, she didn't give me a name for it. Okay. So we're just going to have to roll on this one. Hey, babe. What's up? I once saw a woman with 12 breasts. <laughs> That's so strange. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Oh, nice job. <laughs> That's wholesome and sweet. <laughs> All right, Paul, you sent me yours. Uh, yeah. What's the name for this? Uh, dry time. Dry time. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch that again for uh, observance. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to see if my wife actually does this. <laughs> my wife got to roll her eyes when I put it I'm like, <laughs> polls are done. <laughs> well, your wife and my wife both could tackle bigger bowls than that. <laughs> Give him the ha! <laughs> All right. I, I picked this one out especially for you, Paul. Okay. I, I titled this one Denied. Wearing number one for the Los Angeles traffic today is nine year old Tommy Douglas. Tommy has lived most of his life in the hospital after being born with a potato for a heart and will undergo a heart transplant surgery next weekend. He's about as big of a traffic fan as they come, so in partnership with the Grant-A-Wish Foundation, both teams have agreed to come together and have Tommy run the first play of the game. And he got the handoff, and there he goes. <laughs> Made a little cutback. Go, buddy, go. Like he's so, go. All the way. <laughs> he could go. Oh, go. 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 Way. Wow. This is so really awesome. one of those heartwarming moments in sports. So where you just oh, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That not up here. Just, that is not good. <laughs> is this for real? No. That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get me. <laughs> this is, this can you imagine, though? Oh, my God. Uh, how bad the press would be this for something really like that. Oh, shit. It's going down. He's like, I got it. I got it. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. The crowd goes silent. <laughs> You're dead. That was just, that is not good. Hello down there. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Then, of course, probably at the end of the game, the the announcer was like, yep, number 25 has a blue Jeep. <laughs> He'll be waiting in the parking lot. I'll see you in, I'll the, see parking you in the parking lot, fool. Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, I think Casper decided to kill my camera. All right. Fucking Casper. Booster. 
Booster. That was all Booster's fault. <laughs> Booster. Booster. Yes. Uh, thank you, ladies thank, and gentlemen. Thank you all <laughs> for <laughs> tuning in and listening and watching because this was this was a little touchy, guys. Touchy subject. It's not what everyone wants to think about, maybe even talk about, but yeah. our our piece of advice to everyone out there, it's like, you know what? Anything you read or hear, like always question, always ask yourself a question. Don't just assume what it is. Yeah. Don't, Find your own answer. Don't be, you know, kind of coerced into believing what everybody else yeah. wants you to believe. Be yourself. Make your own opinion. Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter what you have to do to make that happen. Just don't believe everything. Question everything. Yep. I mean, that's just what you need to do with life in general. Yep. You need to have questions. It helps to get quicker at finding out what the answer is, you know, but right. I mean, it, you just have to make that stride for yourself and others, hopefully. But yeah. Um, so for good and bigger and better things down the road, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, man. Uh, you know, it's it's tough. It's tough to swallow these I mean, people's sometimes. patience are, you know, are being tested. I mean, it really, a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, especially lately with all the shootings and stuff that happens. and On top of COVID. Yeah, on top, on top of, of everything. everything. Right. And honestly, the way that COVID's been handled, like, how it's happened with our country and all the stuff, everybody's losing their jobs and stuff. And there's a lot of dark times ahead of us for that. Cause even after we get all vaccinated stuff out there and all of a sudden they say, okay, everything's hunky dory. Well, there's still a lot of people whose lives are been ruined just because they haven't worked all last year, you know? And unfortunately as a country, we're going to feel that for a long time. It's just uh, unfortunate. <laughs> nature of the beast yeah it's nothing to laugh at that's for sure well yeah tune in uh next week we're gonna bring it back up bring the spirits back up a little bit <laughs> uh i think what we're gonna do for our next episode is we are going to pick out some comedians a couple bits and we're gonna kind of react and also kind of you know kind of break down on some of their mm-hmm. some of their techniques i guess you could say <laughs> that's gonna be know, interesting i'm all right with awesome. it but all right, everybody, uh, have a good rest of your week. Make sure you subscribe to our channel. Leave us a review on Apple Podcast. And uh, if you got any ghost stories or anything like that, I'd like to hear them. Uh, send it to info at thunderbrewster.com. And, uh, yeah, stay spooky and whatnot. See you next week. Roosters out. Roosters out. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>